Hi, it's Dr. Chelsea. Welcome to the Passion for Dance podcast, where we talk about the mental aspects of our sport, including mindset, motivation, resilience, and building our community. It's summer, which for me as a mental performance consultant means busy season. Lots of dance studios and team coaches want to focus on mental skills training in the summer, which is great. It's our quote off season, which is a phrase I use lately because there is no real off season, but still it's the season when it feels like we have more time to focus on things like mental skills. In fact, instead of off season, I like to think of it as improvement season. You're just not as busy, but it's a great time to dial in to those skills you really want to work on. So in today's episode, I want to address the question I get asked a lot. When should I train mental skills? What time of year? What should we focus on? Should we focus on different skills at different times of year? And I really think that's a great question. So let's talk about when it's best to train for mental skills. Welcome to the Passion for Dance podcast. I'm Dr. Chelsea, a former professional dancer and dance team coach turned sports psychologist. This podcast focuses on four main pillars, motivation, resilience, mindset, and community. Each week, you'll learn actionable strategies, mindsets, and tips to teach your dancers more than good technique. This is a podcast where we can all make a lasting impact and share our passion for dance. Let's do this. The short answer to the question, what time of year is best, is that there is no right time. You are really always training. It's like that old Chinese proverb, the best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago. The second best time is now. That's how I feel about mental skills. It's best if we trained our dancers in confidence and reflection and grit and growth mindset from the second they step foot in our studios. But if your dancers need help with those mental skills, then the best time to start is today. I also think of it like goal setting and why I don't set New Year's resolutions. You don't have to wait for the right time. You don't have to start a new workout program on a Monday. You don't have to start a huge new life goal on January 1st. You don't have to start your goal to read one professional development book a month on the first of the month. If you are feeling motivated and you want to teach your dancers about growth mindset, then just get started. I don't care what time of year it is or what day of the week it is, dive in. And the second piece of advice on when to start is that coaches and teachers are looking for a way to have like a whole class seminar where their dancers will sit and learn this mental skill. And then they spend the time on it and we can go back to dance class, right? It's seen as this thing where I'm just going to, you know, pause and have this big workshop. We're going to learn the thing and then I'll just go back to class as normal. But that's not really how this works. While workshops and mental skills masterclasses can be a great way to introduce some of this to your dancers. And of course, that's why I love doing them. You don't have to start that way. And it's certainly not the end of it. It's just a kickoff. Instead, think of teaching mental skills as a small add-on to the classes and practices you're already doing. It's not about adding a lot of time to class, more like adding five minutes here and there. In fact, think of it like teaching your dancers a new technical skill. Maybe you're introducing a new jump or you're teaching your ballet class a new term. When you teach something new, you just incorporate it into class. You might pause and explain a little more than normal, maybe go a little slower, give a little extra attention, but it's just part of class. 
then you bring it back up again in tomorrow's class and review, bring it up again a week later. Teaching mental skills is more in the conversations you're having every day and the language you use while you're teaching technique and choreography. It gets integrated into what you're already doing. You might pause and explain a little bit more or elaborate, maybe go a little slower, but it's just a part of class. And the more you do it and the more repetition, the more it's going to stick. So which brings me to my best advice about when to teach mental skills. It doesn't matter when you start. What matters is that you be consistent. It's about teaching a little bit all the time rather than one big conversation that never gets brought up again. So let me share a little from my experience with workshops when I'm in studios or on Zoom with dance teams. Having time set aside to introduce resilience or growth mindset or goal setting, for example, can be really powerful. Taking the time to you know, bring journals in, to write stuff down, to treat it like a true class in and of itself. You're indicating to your dancers that you value this idea, that it's important, that we're here to take this seriously. But in my experience with workshops, the dancers that take those classes the furthest and see the biggest outcomes are the dancers that consistently talk about it after I'm gone. That's where you come in as the teacher or coach or dancers. This is where you keep the focus alive, even if it's not being talked about explicitly anymore. You have to keep the conversation going. I believe it works best to start with that bigger conversation. Set aside time. Establish the foundation of the skill you want to focus on. Say you do a 30-minute conversation about growth mindset and what it means. Or you have your leaders read about it and then talk together, kind of book club style. Or you go all in and have a professional come give a workshop. And regardless, you set it up. You have that core established foundation of what this topic is and why it matters. Then the magic happens in the consistency every day after that. It's not that you're going to stop and talk and miss all this class time. No, while you're teaching, you use growth mindset phrases or keep reminding the dancers that you care about effort over outcome. You just keep the conversation alive. Here's a concrete example. Let's say you want to introduce journaling to your dancers and the power of self-reflection. This is really valuable if you want your dancers to be more self-aware, right? You have the dancer who believes they should be in a skill highlight that you know they're not really ready for, but they don't get it. The ones who need a little more self-awareness. So you can introduce journaling as a way to help improve self-reflection. So say you in class, maybe 15 minutes early one day, and you spend some time explaining why this is so valuable and why you want to try it. Your highlight may be some of the benefits of journaling, things like reducing stress, making you more intentional in class, helps you be aware of your progress. It can boost your mood and your confidence, makes you a better leader, helps you learn about yourself and even increase creativity. So see, there's a lot. So you just take a few minutes and explain your intentions and the value of this skill that you want to focus on right? You've set it up. You've hyped it a little bit. You've told them why it's so valuable and why you're going to give it this time. Then you can give them some journals or ask them to bring one in starting next week. And then say that maybe every Monday we're going to start class with five minutes of journaling. And I've covered specifics of to start a journal practice in another episode. So for this conversation, the point is that you take the time one day to have that bigger conversation and then set it up doesn't matter what the skill is, whether it's self-talk or goal setting or confidence, growth mindset, 
any of these, it's most important that you set it up, have this initial conversation so you get the buy-in. And then the important part is you stick to it. Again, it's like training a new jump or introducing a new ballet term. If you spend all this time explaining the difference between FSA and quasi, and then you never use those terms again, of course it's not going to stick, right? Just like you would explain the difference and maybe take a few minutes in class to pause and talk through it and give some extra examples. That's a great setup, but then you have to keep using it. The lesson won't carry over and your dancers won't integrate the difference between FSA and quasi into their dance vocabulary if you never bring it up again. So instead, after you've introduced this new skill or term, or maybe in this example, a mental skill of personal reflection, you have to keep at it. Be consistent for at least a few months, and then you can check in and see how it's going. See if you're reaching your goals and your dancers are feeling different. All right, I hope this example hits home. It's about setting up a new skill with that initial bigger conversation and then being consistent. And while I do think you can introduce any skill at any time, there are a few times of year where certain mental skills conversations will resonate more or feel more relevant for your dancers. So here's my recommended time of year if you were to say, spread it out. Summer is a great time to talk about values and goal setting. Using the time in the summer to establish what do we care about? What matters to us? What is our focus? It's like the one word conversation that I've talked about in other episodes, but for your whole studio or company or team. And then introducing the idea of goal setting and working on those micro goals in the summer so they can see the progress and the value in it and how effective it is before you get into the craziness of competition season. Summer is also a great time to talk about growth mindset. And I will say growth mindset is great at any time, but it seems to sit a little better in the summer and when they have time to kind of really digest it and test it out. Fall or early competition season, wherever that is for you, is great for goals, for talking about micro goals and tracking things and seeing the progress and, you know, performance goals versus process goals. All of that kind of conversation is amazing in the early competition season to really help them kind of keep the focus and the fight going. I also encourage goals somewhere mid-season, somewhere about halfway through. Wherever that is in your season, when everybody feels that slump, I think it happens to all of us, where you've been going and going and going, and then you just reach that like motivation uh, plateau, right? Everybody's done, everybody's tired, but you have you know a few more months left until your big show or your big competition. Having a mid-season check-in can, for your goals can be really powerful. Early in competition season, introducing things like self-talk and confidence can be great at that time. And if you're prepping for a big event, like a big show, a big audition, a big competition is a great time to talk about self-talk, but you want to make sure there's enough time to practice what they're learning. So you don't want to introduce these kind of confidence skills like the night before your big event. It's not going to have enough time to really take root. And then the end of the year is another great time to do evaluations of goals, to work on reflections and maybe interviews with dancers. It's a really important time of year that gets missed in the mental skills, but taking a chance to pause and reflect and really learn from the season you just had. Now, if you're listening when this episode goes live, it's June and summer is a good time to introduce the concepts that you want to use all year. So if you're ready to dive in and you want, you're like, okay, but where do I start? 
Here are the top five mental skills and team building skills that I encourage you to focus on in the summer. Basically, this is where I'd start. You could start with journaling. Uh, if you have a really a specific team, like a school setting or a company setting, then accountability and working through that value with your team. Uh, growth mindset is really powerful in the summer. Uh, leadership training and focusing on being really clear with your leaders, whether they have a formal role or are just kind of the veterans or older, more experienced dancers, spending time on leadership training with them. And it's also a really good time to start with your own philosophy, knowing what that is. What is your teaching philosophy? How do you make decisions, right? Knowing that for yourself and then actually talking it through with your dancers, or if you have, you know, assistant coaches or staff under you at the studio, like having those conversations, those are all great things to do in the summer, journaling, accountability, growth mindset, leadership training, and philosophies. I hope the conversation gives you a little inspiration on how you can start introducing these concepts to your dancers. And I will say, if you listened last week, you know, I'm not encouraging you to tackle all of this at once. Pick one thing that you want to be your focus and put your energy there. If you missed last week, go back and take a listen. I was talking about planning for your season. So you don't want to be half committed to six different things. You want to be all in for one or two. And if you want some tangible guidance on how to start with some of these, of course, you know, I have you covered. There are links in the show notes for all of these top five skills to start with this summer. There's starter journal prompts, growth mindset phrases to use, leadership training, help writing your teaching or coaching philosophy if you haven't thought that through before. And if you have a specific school or studio team and you want to introduce the idea of accountability and teamwork, there's a worksheet for that too. You'll find all of this on the webpage for this episode, which is chelseaparati.com slash 63 or in the show notes, wherever you're listening right now. So to wrap this up, there is no right time to train mental skills or to focus on team building. You do it when the motivation strikes. But if you're listening in the summer, you notice these skills are lacking in your dancers, like many of us are seeing, then I hope you consider focusing on a mental skill this summer. Your dancers will be so much better for it. You can always reach out with questions. I'm here to help. So email me or send me a DM on Instagram. We can keep the conversation going. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you grab one of these free resources today and get started. And as always, thank you for sharing your passion for dance with the world.